Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love, according to your abundant mercy. Blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. Against you, you only, have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight, so that you may be justified in your words and blameless in your judgment. Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Behold, you delight in truth in the inward being, and you teach me wisdom in the secret heart." Amen. God bless this reading and perceiving of your holy word. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, open the eyes and ears of our understanding that we may see and hear what you are saying to us today, fresh and new, in and from and through your holy word. Amen. Good morning. We're continuing our look through the Sermon on the Mount found in Matthew chapters 5, 6, and 7. Today we are in Matthew chapter 6, and we're actually just covering one half of only one verse, and that's verse 12, and just the first part of that verse, and forgive us our debts. That sentence started back in verse 11 where it says, give us this day our daily bread, comma, and forgive us our debts, comma. We know, of course, that the second half of Verse 12 is, as we also have forgiven our debtors. That part of verse 12 we will save to next time if the Lord is willing. So let's look at the first half of 12. You know, we have to just first recognize that we have all sinned. There's none of us who have not sinned. Romans 3.23 says that we've all sinned. In fact, Uh, what God says to our thoughts to the contrary. He said, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. That's in 1 John 1, 8. Clearly we have all sinned and we know God is holy and we know that a holy God can have nothing to do with sinfulness. One might be heard to argue, why, why should I confess my sin? Jesus paid for my sin in full, and so there's no need for me to ask for further forgiveness. What of such an argument? Jesus has paid in full. He said it is finished, John 19.30, telling us that he had paid our sin debt in full. So why do we still have debts or sin to be forgiven. My simplistic way of answering that would be to think about if we as a child in our parents' home violate our parents' rules, do we cease to be a part of the family? No. Do we have to be forgiven and restored to fellowship? Yes. I'm speaking to born-again Christians, and if you're not a born-again Christian, then Today should be the day of salvation, the day when by the grace of God alone, by faith alone, that is trusting in the finished work of Jesus, you are born again. For God sent Jesus into the world that you and I might have life, eternal life in Christ Jesus. So if you're not born again, I pray that you would just cry out to God now and say, 
Lord, save me. What must I do to be saved? And it says in Romans 10, 9, and 10, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved, for it is with the heart that we believe and are justified, and with the mouth we confess and are saved. But we need to understand that the root of that is the finished work of Jesus. We do absolutely nothing to contribute to our salvation. We are not ultimately saved by our faith, but by the finished work of Jesus. But we put our faith in that finished work of Jesus, and that's how we receive salvation. So the child violating the rules doesn't cease to be a part of the family, but he is out of fellowship. Now, in regard to the family of God, uh, our adoption as God's children, when we're born again in Christ Jesus, we become heirs and co-heirs with Christ Jesus. Uh, We know that there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. We're not condemned by our sins. That's stated in Romans 8, 1, as well as other places. Uh, He has promised that nothing, even our sin, can separate us from his love for us in and through Christ Jesus. You can find that in Romans 8, 38 and 39. So he's plainly told us that we all sin, but if we confess our sins, he will forgive us and cleanse us. But if we claim to be without, we're just not telling the truth and we have no no part in God if we claim to be without sin. So he tells us we are declared just, free from sin, not by our actions, but by faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And again, that's really all about the finished work of Jesus, and we simply receive it by trusting in it. It's a gift that's waiting on us, and we receive it that gift by faith. Romans 5.1 says, Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. It's absolutely true that all our sins are paid for in full, but likewise true that God has said we should confess our sin and repent of it. This is an ongoing process because we all fall short daily, yet the sole and only basis of our right standing with God is only from and through the finished work of Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this not your own doing, it is the gift of God, not a result of work so that no one may boast. That's in Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. So we can just see that in response to the word of God, we need to confess our sins and ask forgiveness on a regular basis, on a daily basis, and I really would say on an hourly basis not to get into God's family, but because we are in the family. We don't confess our sins to be made right before God. We already are if we've been born again in Christ Jesus, but rather to experience a daily cleansing and restoration of the enjoyment of our fellowship in and with God. Uh, I heard somebody put it like this. They said judicial forgiveness, that's what happens at the moment of salvation when we receive Jesus' gift of eternal life deals with sin's penalty. Parental forgiveness deals with sin's consequences. Judicial forgiveness frees us from the condemnation of the righteous, omniscient judge 
whom we have wronged. Parental forgiveness sets things right with a grieving and displeased but loving father. Judicial forgiveness provides an unshakable standing before the throne of divine judgment. Parental forgiveness deals with the state of our sanctification at any given moment, and it is dispensed from a throne of divine grace. So the forgiveness of Christians are supposed to seek in their daily walk is not pardon from an angry judge, but mercy from a grieved father. So tomorrow, Lord willing, we will pick up with the second part of verse 12 of chapter 6 of the book of Matthew, which is a part of the the middle chapter of the Sermon on the Mount. So I thank you for joining us and listening in, and may God bless you and keep you and make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you now and always in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. God bless you.